0: On episode 4 of the San Diego Podcast P.O.D.'s Sonny Sandoval joins us in the studio and gives us the down low on the Grammys, his unforgettable run-ins with Sting, Santana, and Adam Sandler, and a P.O.D. In-N-Out theme song that just might be in the works. All that and more is next. Hello and welcome to the San Diego Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Lutzbike, and with me today is none other than Sonny Sandoval. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you, brother. Right on. Thanks for coming on. Uh, a little background for our listeners. Uh, Sonny, you are the frontman and lead vocalist for P.O.D., who have been repping, uh, repping Southtown, <laughs> uh, a.k.a. Chula Vista. I think so- some people that aren't like, familiar with San Diego or people yeah. that listen to you guys from all over the world, they may not know that Southtown is an actual, like, place in san diego it's not just san diego right
1: yeah i think i mean i've heard people argue the point it's south of 54 on, on the yeah. west or it's some people are like no it's south of 94 right. they want to be <laughs> they want to be involved you know but i grew up uh down in a uh, san Isidro area so it's about three exits from the border yeah so it's we're just as south as you can get. Right. Yeah, South so, Hence the
0: name, south. Yeah,
1: south. without crossing uh, the border.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you guys have been uh, making music now for, I would say, close to three decades, like 30 years at this almost. point. Almost. Yeah, I, I say mean, we're going on our 20, 28th year this yeah, year. Some, yeah, I think the first record came out in 92. Little demos, yeah. Little demos, yeah. What's weird is that, a little weird, is you look exactly the same. That's the first time I saw you. You look exactly the same (laughs) then as you do now. That is amazing. There's got to be some Uh, kind of, you have like a moisturizing uh, process. uh,
1: I (laughs) wish. I would, I would ball it up and sell it. No, thank you very much. That's right.
0: Uh, You guys, of course, uh, you're multi-platinum. You've received three Grammy nominations uh, as far as I know. And um, I mean, you've basically helped put San Diego on the map musically. Uh, I mean, there's, been a ton of san diego bands of course but as far as like overall overreaching success in a worldwide sense there are a few other bands from san diego that can kind of claim the success that you guys have had that's amazing
1: thank you i i think so i mean obviously you know blink and stuff is from this region right right
0: (laughs) it's hard it's hard to to say (laughs) you
1: know if they were if i was to say you know san diego i'm you know i have a different version of san diego but um yeah, we've been lucky enough <laughs> to make some headwaves and and we really are an international band, you know. Yeah. Um we've been lucky enough to to grasp a f- fan base all over the world. 28 years later we're still touring internationally, which is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Um but, you know, again, humbly it's been an awesome, awesome
0: journey. <laughs> for, I mean, for, for, uh, someone like myself that like rarely gets outside of California, mm. that seems like just incredible just to be able to tour around the yeah. world. You know, I was reading, uh, some tweets of yours recently where you were, you know, kind of talking about like all these like mishaps and weird traveling yeah. things that were going on. They lost a guitar <laughs> of yours and, and oh, yeah. canceled flights and all sorts of stuff. I mean, that, that scares me. A lot. <laughs> like like that's like my worst nightmares. Like being in like a foreign country and like not knowing how I'm gonna get from here to here. Right. You know?
1: It's it it's an adventure. I mean, um, we've had we've been on multiple flights, flights um, changing and switching, losing of luggage, yeah. uh, broken guitars, stuff like that, crazy stuff. But the craziest actually just happened. Um, I would say right before Christmas, we did a one off. In India, which was the first time ever, we got offered oh, India. Wow. Now, you know, no disrespect to India, but I've heard a lot of things, and it wasn't like it was on the the bucket list, right? right? <laughs> so, so, but but, incredibly enough, you know, and, and I'm thinking, man, is just whatever my idea of this country, but they offered the money, and and I I looked at it. They said it was a festival. I I was thinking, first of all, who, who has a festival? What kind of festivals going down in India? Right. You know, because in my <laughs> mind, I've been to some crazy countries, and a lot of these countries, you, dude, you have the you have the rich and you have poverty. Yeah. That's it. There's yeah. no in between. So in my mind, I'm like, who can afford to go to a Ooh, festival? Right. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And so. I Googled it and I was like, sure enough, it looked. It was outside in the f- country and it looked amazing. And oh. and dude, they they paid us. Wow! So they were even paying for like nine of our travelers. <laughs> I even got to bring my wife. It was great, right? It's this a dream. is yeah, a that's little awesome. pre-Christmas little getaway. Yeah, we do forty-eight hours just to get to Calcutta, stop in in Dubai, all these other places. Lose our luggage. We get to Calcutta and we we have one more puddle jumper into this in little town. And there's riots going on, and the oh, the the the, no. oh, <laughs> the, the hotel was shut down, so we had we were stuck in Calcutta. So they had no plans, you know, of us being there. Right. They stick us in this ghetto spot, and we're going through <laughs> the the streets, and it was madness. All you can do is kind of have this like uncontrollable giggle because you really didn't know what the heck is going <laughs> you didn't on. not know what to expect, yeah, yeah, dude. And so, long story short, we never even played. Because they couldn't guarantee our safety. Oh, no. Into way. this spot and then back. And then, I mean, if that was just me and the boys, we would have roughed it out, but my wife right. was with me. They lost our luggage. Right. Three right. days till Christmas. Oh. We're like, we, there's no way. Oh, man. So they were having issues with, um, they were allowing refugees into their country, but they were specifically um, not allowing Muslim uh, refugees. So it was this oh. huge, you know this it was big it was a big, big deal. yeah so yeah. people were you know they were getting their their actions out wow so wow. it was it was wild man that is wild <laughs> and i won't even go <laughs> into the details of like you know let's just say it made tj look like la jolla <laughs> oh, where man. we were wow yeah.
0: okay okay yeah, <laughs> yeah it you was know, pretty scary that's yeah that's crazy <laughs> man so when you like come home from these uh, international tours uh is there like a favorite spot that you go to for like a burrito or any uh, a taco shop you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah, I'm uh we're down there in uh, East Lake Bonita, so uh Lolita's taco shop is probably, oh, yeah. probably the best. That's now close. they have one right there by the Petco. Yes, yeah, yeah downtown. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean obviously I'm an In-N-Out burger guy. I'm easy. Yeah.
0: You know, In-N-Out, In-N-Out is so divisive. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, as someone that I enjoy uh, uh, in and out yeah. now and then, and um, but you know what? Like there are so many. Uh- it really tears people apart. Like, you know, oh, the yeah. whole like best burger kind of deal yeah. in and out. Like if uh, relationships think, are broken, because yeah. of, of this discussion, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's totally true. And, and, you know, like I think everyone kind of has their own favorite, but yeah. I mean, it's, they're kind of hard to beat. It's yeah. hard to beat in and out. You can't really, oh, yeah. I go to bat for them. Yeah. There's, I mean, there are no, <laughs> there, there, can we, can we get like a pod like In and Out theme song or something like I'm that? I'm telling
1: you, I actually actually am personal friends with with the the owner in the past few years, and she is dope. Oh, that's she's rad. cool. She just uh, the last couple of years picked up the bass. She's oh, like, nice. She's a, um, they have a, a cover band that they jam with. Very and, uh, cool. So I've been uh, able to be a part of uh, some of her charities and stuff that they do because they do some really awesome things, and uh, that that's not far-fetched oh
0: man that would be dope (laughs) and i mean maybe we could even get like a like a pod like secret menu kind of uh, item now you're talking if you could introduce bacon to in and out that would be amazing too i'm a a big bacon on burger fan like that's that's who i am you would think that that would be in the works but (laughs) well i mean speaking of theme songs uh I have to bring up Rey Mysterio. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about the Chargers, man. I well, wondering. I mean, I was going to go there? there. I
0: was getting there. I was <laughs> inch by inch. But, yeah. I mean, I wanted to bring up Rey Mysterio. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge wrestling fan, mm. but I've watched wrestling over yeah. the years. Um, now and then. And Rey Mysterio is obviously a legendary yeah. wrestler. Um Booyah Koss 619. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a classic Entrance song oh yeah know, he like, still uses he it. still
1: uses yeah it. well his his original was with um a local san diego boy named uh, mad one so if you you know if you google you do your research they shot a video and everything oh. and so it's more you know latin kind of hip-hop yeah gangster stuff and then uh the reason why obviously we were already friends with with ray but the reason why we got introduced is because i think at the time uh wwe had done some stuff with with playstation they were doing a game and then they did a wrestling meets rock so there's a bunch of rock bands um of that era uh that teamed up with a you know with a superstar yeah superstar and so because ray was from our hometown we were friends it was just it was a no-brainer yeah so all we did was take what he had already done add some heavy guitar you know some live uh instruments to it yeah i jumped on the track Uh, mad one still did his same verse um, and then I did a verse, and then we just kind of you know we rocked it up a little bit. It's yeah, still absolutely. very Latiny, but it's it just, is, yeah. You know, it's got some some heavy chords in
0: there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. Uh, it is unmistakably POD. Like I like I yeah. was telling my friend the other day, like like POD has a sound. Like yeah. you guys have a sound. Agree. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> when if I hear, and it's not just like your voice or whatever. No, You, yeah. know, it's like, you know, like when I hear a POD song, come on, yeah. I know immediately you're that not that the first. Yeah. You're, i've i've heard that and it's a, it's
1: but that's a southern california thing to me i don't think it's a it's necessary like you said my voice or the guys it's the this culture that we come from we're yeah. so diverse in so many ways you know you uh from shades of color to you know ethnicity to styles yeah. you know you i mean you think about it. you go we tour we see it all the time like you don't you know for for it's normal for us to see a Mexican, you know, headbanger, metal guy who's Mexican. You know, you go to another state or city and that's not... It's
0: rare. It's, it's rare. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know,
1: it's it's just a typical stereotype of what you think the Mexican culture is. Right. You know, right. it's like, well, but here or, you know, whether it's reggae music, it, whether it's, um, you know, the punk rock scene, you yeah. know, it's... We happen to have our, you know, our roots and all of that stuff. So, I I hear that all the time. It's like, yeah. dude, if I, a song was to just come on the radio, people say, dude, that's POD.
0: It's wild. I mean, I, you know, there's not a lot of bands that you can just like without just hearing like just a couple notes, just knowing, you know. Yeah.
1: A lot of it has to do with Marcus guitar playing too. He's a he, great he guitar does, player. He has man. a
0: very specific tone, or not specific, I should say, but he has a very recognizable yeah. tone. Um, and as a guitar player myself, like yep. I've always been drawn to people that have very recognizable yep. tones, you know. And um, fun story, a uh, little backstory. My brother, uh, his name is Danny. Yep. He could not look more different than me, but he was a guitar <laughs> player in a band called Noise Ratchet. Yep. Uh, and he was good friends with Marcos yeah. and, um, I texted him yesterday. I told him I'm talking to you and he was very excited about nice. that. Um, you know, like I, I think that's like, you know, thinking back, like, I mean, that's how I found out about you guys. So mm-hmm. it was through him, you know, it was, you know, POD blindside yeah. slick shoes, uh, <laughs> Zao, like, Zao yeah, yeah. Huge. Um, I mean, there was an era where like, that's all I listened to. Yeah. Know, that, and it was because of my brother. Um, you know, like, did you have kind of have a similar uh, growing up? Like, what did you listen
1: to? I I grew up in a young, young family. So, obviously, they were into, you know, Led, they were a rock family. Yeah, you know? yeah. Led Zeppelin, ACDC. Um, and so, that was always, you know, just, that was the rock for me. Right. But when, you know, you get into junior high and, you know, your your streets and... You know, then you get introduced to to hip hop. You know, you get introduced to um, punk rock. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things. Mo- mostly, it was hip hop in the beginning. I uh, kind of related to, but I was more into the conscious type stuff because I was a, just a big reggae fan. I was into reggae music from other family members, yeah. so I was always into the conscious side of that. And yeah. then when I got into hip hop, it was more because they were were talking about the streets. It was real. You know, it wasn't just right, right. rock and roll, sex, drugs, rock and roll you know entertainment it was like no these guys are talking about things real and then um i was never really into punk rock at the time because to me punk rock was more sex pistols it was more like this english in these these white guys from england that i could never relate to right right but then it wasn't until someone said we'll we'll check out suicidal tendencies you know check out uh, bad brains and then once i saw people of color then I knew, okay, well, they know something I don't. What, 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 what is this? And yeah. then you listen, and the same thing—it's conscious. They're they're talking about something, right. something that I related to, and then you jump into, you know, that the straight edge movement, you know, and you see like the hardcore scene, you right. know, Minor Threat and Seven Seconds, Vugazi, all these guys. And yeah. You're like, oh, this is a whole other
0: world, right? Yeah. So so, I, so you, it was a progression, like you, yeah, you, wow. It would
1: be, right. but that was the cool thing of back then. You know, you're going to the the record store and you're checking out stuff and yeah. you're like dude this is a whole new world of music you this know? is great
0: because i have uh uh there's a segment we like to do mm. on this podcast it's called first four and it's kind of where we go back back in time ask you four questions about like your first <laughs> first few things okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh let's do that got it What was the first band or artist that you ever remember, like, just truly loving, like, just obsessed with? I wouldn't say
1: obsessed with it. I I don't think I really, I didn't get there quite yet, but I I thought you were going to ask me what's the first album I bought. Uh,
0: That is on the (laughs)
1: list. (laughs) You're
0: jumping ahead. Yeah. You're jumping
1: ahead. Okay. Well, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't. You know, you could say, obs- I, well, not obsessed. I would just say because of my family, always, you know, it was ACDC is like is a staple from when I was a kid. Like, okay. I remember them putting on like the Back in Black album, you know, n- new singer at the time, and yeah. they're listening to it. Back then when they thought, you know, there was hidden messages. Right. all kinds of kids. <laughs> okay, they were young. They were tripping out. And then, you know, obviously when Hell's Bells comes on, this is mesmerizing, mm-hmm. and it was like, so, I, you know, I remember that, but yeah. even to this day, if you say, dude, who's one of your like, you know, favorites, it's yeah. dude, ACDC. It
0: still rings true. It right? still rings true. Okay. just
1: because of, I think as a kid and, but I was always a Bon Scott guy, you know? Right.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you only got a couple albums to work with. Though, yeah, though. yeah. No, I know, I know. I'm always down with the original.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, then what was the first album that you ever bought yourself? The first album was um,
1: was a seven, seven inch, and it was Devo Whip It. Oh, really? <laughs> wow! Only because I don't know why I bought it, but my grandfather had this old little, you know, an old vintage record player, and I was able to to play it. I don't even know where I got it. Wow. I just remember, and I don't know why I got it. Maybe I saw them on t. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> it's it's so crazy because I'm so anti gimmick. Yeah. But now when I think when I I I look back as a Devo, was like, oh dude, they were full on shtick, you know. But it, I didn't recognize that. I then. mean, they were a
0: great band. No, though. they I were mean, great. That, and that's that's I think that maybe that's the main difference with Devo is that yeah. they they do <laughs> they've always had a shtick. Oh yeah. But they've always created great music on yeah. top of it, which kind of like for me, I'm the same way. Like I don't like shtick kind of yeah. bands, you know. I've never I have tons of people like friends that just they love kind of um, you know comedy kind of bands where there's right, something right. kind of funny about them or whatever I cannot no, do it I just can't get into it yeah. but Devo is one of those bands that they kind of accomplished both things like they they yeah. had a strange style a very unique aesthetic and then you know kind of a gimmick to go with it but they also created just some of the most classic music ever yeah, you know yeah. and, I mean it's hard to beat that Yeah. Uh, okay whip it that's yeah. very funny uh, <laughs> what was uh what do you think was your first musical guilty pleasure? Like you remember listening to and being like, "Oh man, I can't tell my friends about this." <laughs> there was nothing when I was young because yeah. I, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm one or one hundred. Like so, even back then. I mean, so there's bands now that I'll, I'll admit I was like, "Dude, I never gave them a shot because you know I grew around, you know, rough guys." So it's like. I don't even think I gave it a chance. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was like, well, that in my mind at that time, well, that's, that's weak, you know? So right. when I, you listen to bands like now, like Depeche Mode, there was a scene, if you were a Depeche Mode guy, well, dude, the, most likely you were the kid that got picked on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I mean, I'm just being really No, honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, back in uh, the day. Yeah, Back in the day. Yeah. You know, if you were the cure, you know, this was like, well, here, look at, my man is wearing makeups like that was just a no-no
0: that and that's and that was the scene it was like because you i mean that was for people that love the cure and depeche mode and stuff that's how it became so big you know the goth scene and everything is because you know people wanted to relate to one another they didn't have very many friends no i love it now you look at it now you're like (laughs) dude
1: why was i so close my you you know i just listened uh, on a road trip just you know you throw on apple music and you going through all the Depeche Mode songs, going through the Cure songs, the Smiths and stuff like that. And you're like, I never gave that a shot because yeah. I thought it wasn't tough. Right, right. And yeah. then now you get late and like, dude, this is so good. Are we, <laughs> we
0: going to see you rocking a little eyeliner here coming <laughs> see, forward? Well, that's, that's not going to happen. But...
1: but if you do I'm not I don't, hey, I don't, I'm i no not shirt, mad at you no anymore shirt. you know back then I would have thought man you know I was skating you know I'm in the neighborhood you yeah. know we were surrounded by gangs it was like that's not something you yeah. you can't admit that yeah. you, I, I, I love the Depeche Mode you know right. now I'll you know <laughs> I'm a yeah. diehard yeah. fan but that's awesome. back then you kind of just like well if it's not tough it's not for right, me you know? right <laughs>
0: That's very cool. Okay, the That's interesting. Um, I didn't think about that because that is very true. Like when you're growing up, when you're a kid and you're 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 around friends and everything, yeah. like it it definitely there's there's uh, you don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, you they wanna... were
1: more the outcast type group, right. and that was. And again, later on, I mean, obviously you learn to embrace that stuff. You you realize you're an outcast in your own right, in right. other ways. And then you're just like, dude, I, I I get it. And yeah. so now I appreciate that stuff. I, I would say for you know there was a time even when POD was going and like you know I mean I, I never was a fan of like in sync and those boys band but mm-hmm. then you know boy bands but then when like Justin Timberlake came out with his record so like, it's hot dude. oh absolutely even now like I it's funny people thought recently in Europe um, I had made a comment to a friend at some time and she we were talking about Justin Bieber and I was like dude I love Justin Bieber right so she got me a Justin Bieber t-shirt in Germany and she <laughs> dared me to wear it and I was like dude I have no shame and a lot of people thought I was doing it as a joke, as a joke? <laughs> I'm like dude and it, but it has Justin Bieber's face and it says I'm sorry across the top uh, right, right, so right. on my hashtag I'm like sorry not sorry, sorry.
2: Not sorry. <laughs> I'm like I love
0: the beast." <laughs> that's dude. great that's great undeniable
1: you know and, and yeah. Yeah. at first whatever you want to clown you know. and I, I did my clowning because my kids were like oh Justin Bieber I'm like Justin Bieber sucks and then all of a sudden you know,
0: he matured a little bit, yeah. You're like, yep.
1: you know, he became an adult. You're like, dude, these are some hot tunes.
0: He stopped sounding like a, right. a child, he
1: wasn't cool to me when he was 12, right? You know exactly, I mean? but yeah. now that he's you know, he's a grown, he's pro. grown up,
0: he's grown up, and and you know what, he's on some of the biggest pop songs in history, yeah. And his newer stuff, I'm not gonna lie, that's catchy. Oh, as dude, all hell. I mean, yeah. that's that's uh, okay. I'm not gonna argue I, with yeah, that. Yeah.
1: I'm not yeah. gonna, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't hate.
0: Well, the <laughs> fourth question in our first four is, um. What was the first concert you ever went to wow. of your choice? Like, not just like, oh, I had to go because I was – Yeah. Whatever.
1: Um, the first concert um, that I remember was actually here in, is in San Diego at the, the theater in downtown, and it was the police. But oh, they were, okay. So now to think that they played such a small theater was crazy, but the band opening up for them, they were nobody at the time. was Oingo Boingo. Oh, really? But I remember leaning over to my my dad and saying, because Oingo Boingo, they played a police cover and i and not knowing any oingo boingo stuff is before they hit yeah. and i remember i leaned over to my dad and i said is, i said is this the police cuz i knew the song oh. and he said N- no it's this is a different band so i always thought later in years how ballsy that was of oingo boingo to play, <laughs> play the, the headliners a, a cover of the headliner you know i was like wow that's that was oh, kind of cool man yeah that's so crazy so ever since then i you know then i was an oingo boingo fan and and then uh but Watching the Police was my first concert. Wow. Yeah. That uh, still to this day one of one of my favorites.
0: That's amazing. Like that's, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to beat the Police as your first concert. That's, yeah. Especially since, you know, they haven't played together in a really right, long right. Time. Now that now that's
1: the band I'd probably follow around, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz they don't play. Where <laughs> where are they going? <laughs>
0: I got to go to the Ukraine Right. Okay, uh, <laughs> maybe how about your tickets? <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's time we play a little game up next A or B side all right we are back and it's time for the trivia game A or B side I'm going to give you three questions they're each going to have two options for an answer only one will be correct Um, so let's get that started (laughs) Number one, in 2000, the P.O.D. song, School of Hard Knocks, Mm -hmm. you probably know it very well, uh, was included on the soundtrack to the classic Adam Sandler film, Little Nicky. I am a huge fan of Little (laughs) Nicky. Most people don't know that, but I've watched that movie several, several times. I used to have the DVD. That's great. Um, Which of these bands were also on the soundtrack? A, Deftones, or B, Limp Bizkit?
1: Deftones.
0: You are correct. Yep. I would be surprised kind of if you didn't know that, because yeah. like you were All right. on Well, I'm a Deftones <laughs> yeah. fan as well. <laughs> uh, so am I. So I'm a huge Deftones Same fan. Here. Uh curiously, they had two songs on the soundtrack, which I thought was kind of strange because I'm like, why would they have two songs on a soundtrack? Yeah. But whatever. But you guys like We not,
1: had two songs in, in the, the movie. movie. Yeah, exactly.
0: that's right. Not only on the soundtrack, but you had two other songs that yeah. were included in the movie. Um I mean, did you guys just rake in just a ton of money from that movie or what? Or or was it just kind of like, it, can we it, use your
1: music? <laughs> it, is, it is so not like that. That's what everybody thinks. You, your guys' royalties must be up to. No, dude. We don't pennies bro little nicky's no, not
0: paying your bills no, right now <laughs>
1: the coolest the coolest thing that came out of it, because uh sandler was actually a fan so he reached out
0: i was wondering yeah, about
1: that he reached out and loved south town and he was he was the guy that got us. so when we actually shot the video i mean that was the coolest perk was shooting a video off you know got to write a new song um and then the the cool part about that song was a uh, we met Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin produced oh, it. Here is this legend guy, and we get to go to New York and record with Rick Rubin. Oh, it that's was like wild. so that was the perks of that. And then at the end, the reason why I totally remember the Deftones because Adam Sandler did an MTV show with the, with the movie, mm-hmm. um, and Incubus was there. Deftones were there, and he interviewed us all, hung um, out. And at the end, we did. Um, uh, some people call me the space cowboy. Some call me the gangster of love. Oh yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Yeah, we all
1: we all jammed Steve Miller. If you <laughs> Google it, it's us, Deftones, and Incubus, and Adam Sandler, and no Adam, all way. playing. Because Adam oh, Sandler was like, he it was his call. Let's play, let's do a song we all know, and they, they picked that. Wow, up.
0: that's funny. It's I mean, great. and he's a great musician in his own yeah, right. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. No, he's I great. Mean, well, I mean, they know that he does like you know the kind of little the Hanukkah song. But and he the, loves music. Yeah, and he's, he's that's why he's always
1: incorporated. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm a I'm a big fan of too. Uh, Sandler, and and uh, you know and of course he's he's getting a lot of love for his, his latest film, uh, but you know I. It's that is that blows my mind that you got to like meet him, hang out with him, play music with that. Oh, that's crazy.
1: Those are those are the perks of this business. You get get to meet people that you're fans
2: of,
0: yeah. That's right. All right, number two. Uh, so you got that right one for one. (laughs) Okay, I'm assuming you're gonna get all these right because they're not very difficult. I'm not a professional game show host, so I'm just kind of i'm coming up with whatever I can. Easy
1: (laughs) now, I'm gonna miss
2: it. (laughs) I'm setting you up for failures, exactly.
0: Uh, Korn's 1994 debut record it is widely considered the first popular new metal album, but a lot of people don't realize, as we mentioned before, P.O.D. was around before Korn, mm-hmm. and your guys' first album, Snuff the Punk, was released a whole 10 months earlier than that. Really? Uh, yeah, 10 months earlier than Korn's first record. What year was it? 94.
1: 94, yeah. yeah. Independently, that's
0: right. Uh, 94 kind of introduced uh, a lot of new metal and a lot of like rap metal mm-hmm. uh, music to the masses. Which of these bands also released an album that year? A, Rage Against the Machine? Or B, Body Count? 94. 94. I would
1: say Rage.
0: The answer is Body Count. Wow. Uh, <laughs> which record? <laughs> they released Born Dead. September Holy of nineteen ninety four. Uh Rage released their debut record, uh they're self titled in ninety two, and then they took That's like right. four they years to come out time. with Evil That's Empire, right. yeah. And they
1: only have like what, three and They only
0: I mean yeah, they had uh Evil Empire and then they Los had Angeles. Battle of Los Angeles and then Guerrilla Radio. That's um right. or that uh, covers record that they came out with, but I don't know if that really, really counts. counts yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, there are Coachella's here. I yeah, did yeah. set you up. I did set you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh they're playing Coachella. Are you are would you go see Rage at like a a, a reunion show? Are you oh, a big fan I'm of Rage?
1: I mean I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. We couple Christmases ago we played with Prophets here in San Diego. Oh, very cool. So that was cool just to um see all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you 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 cross paths throughout the years, but to see them again was was awesome. And I'm a, obviously, B-real and Chuck D's he's legendary. Yeah, so it was awesome to see them together. Yeah, I mean, but I'm still a Rage fan. <laughs> still a Rage fan. That's yeah. rad.
0: I I saw Rage uh, one time. It was the last time they headlined Coachella, mm-hmm. and um, they were phenomenal.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah.
0: I mean, it's kind of hard. It's I mean it was it was weird because even then. I think it was 2007, uh, even then Coachella. I don't know if that's really the right place to see rage. I don't know. Like, I mean, any place right. is a good place to see rage, but it just seemed like, kind of weird. Like, you know, yeah. I well, was... Because they
1: it's, it's, it's they want to be hipster and, and cool and independent at the same time, yet it is so corporate. It is just- <laughs>
0: it, it's so corporate, but they're so anti corporate. Yeah. Their music and everything, like it's they're such a strange all together. Bro. And maybe that's why they do it. It's because yeah. they're like, you know what? This is so corporate. We need to get our claws in yeah, here and yeah. kinda mix maybe. it up a little bit. Um all right. You got that one wrong. You're one for two. <laughs> Great. Man, this one's gonna this one okay. is gonna do it. Uh you've gotta know this one. <laughs> There's no way you don't know. This. Number three, this may bring back some bad memories, okay. but in two thousand two wow. Pod's song "Alive" earned a nomination for Best Hard Rock Performance at the Grammy Awards. What song did it ultimately lose to? A "Crawling" by Linkin Park or B "All My Life" by Foo Fighters? Can we get some Jeopardy music? Well, I
1: I, I have my answer, but since Foo Fighters win everything, it's kind of it's kind of a safe bet, but. I'm gonna say Lincoln Park.
0: Oh, you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. And you know what? It was kind of. It wasn't a trick question per se, but it was very tricky because you guys lost to Foo Fighters the next year oh, in yeah. that same category. So, like both of those answers were correct, but in different years. Right.
1: No, Foo Fighters they win everything, <laughs> and rightfully whatever they Were they're you or were
0: you robbed? That's what we want to know. Like, were you? Did you feel like we should have won that award?
1: I feel. I'll never save Rob. It's it, this is you you have no control of this like, you yeah. know, and even when you know the whole process of how things go, you're like, "Oh wow, whatever this is so corporate." But because I remember we uh, one year at uh, MTV Awards, we had the most nominated. We had six yes. nominations, not one did we win. So you you just kind of used to it. It's sanity. It's just kind of used to it.
0: It it I mean, it's got to. it's got to be kind of deflating. Like when you're up for that many awards and you're just like we got to win one of these
1: but see games. we're so do you understand we're so we're so ghetto man we're so where we're from it was like it was such a good time it was so rad like we really are that bad I was like dude i am just stoked to be here man you know what I mean like I'm at the MTV awards you yeah. know I'm sitting right over there next there's Fat Joe you know what oh, I mean man. there's like everywhere you look is somebody that you superstars yeah and you're like dude this is nuts wow. you know um same thing with the grammys you're like man I'm I'm hanging out. You know, if anything the after party was cool. You get to hang out with all these people <laughs> and legends, you know, and you're like you just it was cool. Not that I ever bought into it, but it was cool for those seasons to just kind of see how these circles run and yeah. and whatever. To make our little niche was awesome. That's very I, cool. G- again, no hang ups, no grudges. It was just yeah. cool. We yeah. were still tripping out on the Limo ride there. Well you it's a, I mean? mean,
0: it's a it's a huge deal to be nominated. Even nominated for yeah. Grammy. I mean for for any award obviously, but it's like for grammy it's like it puts you guys in a totally different echelon almost of because like, i mean not very many artists have yeah. ever been nominated for a grammy you yeah know?
1: it does it was all awesome. i think even to be honest with you, i think that that year we didn't even go to um the event because on the limo ride over we we already knew you already so knew? we were like dude we're you know what this just let's just go hang Did out. Did they we announce got to to the- it earlier or something like no, that? No, no, it's just the inner circle. Oh, you circles. just, oh, okay, okay. You know, dude, it's all, you know, the guys who, all the board and then the judges all said, we just, okay. our inner circle, we knew, we weren't even bummed. We're like, oh, man. It's like, well, dude, let's not waste this limo. You know, we had all our wives and stuff. We're like, let's, let's cruise. Our wives are all dressed up. You know, we're oh, like, man. let's cruise. We knew we were going to an after party after somewhere, a cool hotel and everybody's going to be there. It was like, I go sit in a seat for I, you
0: know I can't I can't imagine you in a suit like a like no, a like a, a tux a tuxedo yeah, we weren't we not were that
1: I think we were like in dickies and white t-shirts and <laughs> everything was new that was about as cool that was about as like a fancy everything was new fresh impressed oh you know man I mean? that's classic new, new chucks new dickies new white t white no t-shirt. expense spared <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to the Grammys, boys. <laughs> we need to go over to, what's it, uh, off a of Euclid, a fan mart.
2: <laughs> we need to get it right, yeah. Oh, man. We need to
0: get everything brand new. Yeah, that's right. Has there been, what is the most, uh, it's kind of a strange question, but like, what is the most like starstruck you've been? Have you met anyone that's just been like ultimate hero and you're just like, man, you don't even know what to say? Um, When I did Meet the Edge, yeah. that
1: was that was insane and then at the time speaking of Depeche Mode Martin Gore was was there and it was like wow dude yeah Um, who else oh oh, uh, met Sting oh speaking uh, of the police yeah yeah. cool story with him we were actually on tour with Korn in 2000 and we're all playing this huge German festival 100,000 people Um, we get there the day early and that day was like more of the not softer, but we were like the newer new metal bands. Mm. The next day this was like Sting, Santana, Eurythmics, like uh, just okay. all these bands that you know we love. Yeah. And um so we all got to the hotel and it was like, dude, meet downstairs, we gotta pass, we're gonna go watch these bands. And then um here, you know, us and our crew were standing in the elevator. Elevator door opens up, bing, Sting is standing right there with his bass in a soft bag, just standing in the corner and all of us just freeze. <laughs> we freeze we all walk in like
0: just do we say anything? are we that yeah.
1: so stiff we get in there and like we must be on the top floor and we're all as quiet as can be heading down to the first floor and then i think at some point which seemed like an eternity uh, yeah for sure you know but how 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 long can we actually been there so it seemed that. like who's gonna make the move who's gonna make the first move? <laughs> finally my cousin just sticks his hand out and he says Hey, you know, Mr. Sting, huge fan, <laughs> Mr. Sting, huge fan. And then he's like, oh, thanks. And he reaches out, shakes his hand. all There's like six, eight of us all reach our hands and shake his hand. Like, Dude, we're huge fans. I <laughs> love the police. And he was like, thanks. And we're like, dude, we're going to see you later. And sure wow. enough, he played later. And then to top that off, we get to this event. And then Santana's playing. And then we get to stand on the stage and watch Santana. That was the first time we met him as well. Oh, so wow. both, probably one of the best days. Starstruck all the way around. Eurythmics were just, we were like kids oh, in a candy store. Man. Sting, Santana. Santana.
0: Eurythmics. That is We were blown amazing. away. Yeah. And the cool
1: Santana story is that because you know he's obviously he's from um, he knows this area he used yeah. to play down here yeah. and we're telling him dude we're, him and his boys Raúl and all of them we are telling him, dude we're from San Diego and and they go and introduce him, come 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 meet Santana we're like yeah let's go <laughs> and he tells Santana hey Santana he's like this is a these are the boys they're from San Diego Pod and he's all peyote <laughs> he's all you got some <laughs> we're like no is it not peyote <laughs> P-O-D. P-O-D, okay. He's like, I did peyote you once. got some. He's like, i do it again. <laughs> We're like, I'm never going to forget oh, this moment man. now. That is we classic. Might, we love you so much, we might change our name from P-O-D <laughs> to peyote. That's just how it's going down. You right? heard it
0: here first. That is so funny. Yeah. Man, unforgettable. Yeah. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. (laughs) I know you got things to do, places to be. Be sure to check out PayableOnDeath.com for all the man's news, tour dates, videos, all that good stuff. Sonny, thanks again. Thank you, brother. As always, thanks for tuning in. Sharing is caring, so please spread the word about the pod with your friends and subscribe. Upcoming guests include About San Diego's Ken Kramer, Soda Bar's Corey Steer, NBC 7's Catherine Garcia, Eric Howarth from Vinyl Junkie's Record Shack, and the award winning rapper Choosy. Visit SanDiego.com for bonus notes on this episode, including that video of Adam Sandler with Sonny and the Deftones. And be sure to watch the show that started it all, San Diego TV, which airs Saturdays on NBC 7. Now, though, here's our Spotlight Artist of the Week, Ten Bulls with Vicarion. Until next week, enjoy the music.